Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! Episode 26, we got Scott's back from vacation, but still not here. I'm on a staycation now. How's sitting down in uh, Redondo Beach? That's right. Far drive to, to the, our, our lovely studio in Burbank, so I'm, just, I'm calling it in again. Hopefully you don't phone it in. <laughs> um, so uh, you want to give us a little recap of your vacation, or what... Uh, What's been going on? Uh, no, I mean nothing. Uh, that was that was towards the end of it when they talked to you. So I feel like you got you got the full um full idea of what would it happen. I don't know. Okay. I wasn't I wasn't prepared for that. You gotta you gotta give me uh time to think about things to say. You don't you don't like just normal talk? You don't like normal people talk? It has to be called in ahead of time. I know this is how this is how I have relationships with people. I have to do notes before I hang out with them. <laughs> um, all right. So I guess uh, we'll get into this. Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, I think we both saw Baby Driver. Yes. Um, we're going to talk about I know we Always, we're talking about the NBA every week, but there's so much going on. I know we were trying not to talk about it, but there's we'll just we'll, we'll try to make it quick. Um, so yeah, and Did then we'll go, go, keep going. Sorry, we'll talk about some uh, other movies involving uh, great car chases, and then uh, we'll we'll touch on a little bit of Fourth of July fireworks. Yeah. Did I um, see? Did I see did what? You see- the trailer for Jumanji? Yes, I did. What, what are your thoughts on that? I'm into it. I don't know how... Get out of here. Are I, you serious? I don't know how it's going to work. Um, oh, I think it looks so awful. <laughs> I still want to see it. I, I just like having these things on the record. I should have just known. No, I can't. I think it looks... Ugh. I don't understand it's like, how it's going to work if they're sucked into the game because the whole point of the game is that they're playing the board game. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll see how it, what the plot is and how it works, but... What did you like about it? I don't know. I, uh... Do you just like everything that has Kevin Hart and The Rock in it? Is that kind of where that comes out? <laughs> no, that is not true. That is 100% um, true. But, uh, I don't know. I'm interested, uh, I'm interested to see what they do with it. I don't know. I like the, uh concept of Jumanji and all this stuff so we'll see um, see how they uh, translate it you know when I went to see Baby Driver one of the things I wanted to say was I had seven trailers before it started four of them were sequels and two of them were remakes and the only original one 
was Reese Witherspoon living with three younger guys. Yeah, the uh, Nancy Myers movie. I was just like, this is not a positive outlook for the rest of the movie summer. No. Uh, I don't think there is, well, The Big Sick. I'm going to try to go see that. Yeah, I'd like to see week. that. Um, yeah, so there's not too many original stuff coming out. Well, Dunkirk, I guess. Uh, it'll be interesting, but all right. So, uh, you so have any, your notes? Do you have any notes? Let's do it. Those are my notes. Okay, so I have a couple notes. So, did, have you been watching Shazam show? No, I haven't made it past the first. I, I turned off the first episode, so I, I couldn't do it anymore. Well, my DVRs have still been taping it, so I watched it, and uh, I'm probably going to stop watching it. But I did see that last week this couple. One beat Shazam, won a million dollars. And Jamie Foxx was just like not excited at all. He was just like, you guys won. And I was like, okay, this is your show. You're having people try to win a million dollars and you're not going to get that excited. He got more excited for MC Hammer coming out than he did, uh, you know, them winning the million dollars. And it reminded me of this clip from... uh, the Price is Right, where the guy gets the perfect bid, and Drew Carey just basically like does nothing. Okay. Like, no, ha, no one's been has done this since like the seventies. And here's the clip here. Terry, yeah, the trailer jukebox, bid twenty three thousand seven hundred forty three dollars. Actual retail price twenty three thousand seven hundred forty three dollars. You got it right on the nose. Like this guy's going it's not like he just did twenty three thousand. He had like a specific number. And and Drew Carey was like, well, you got it right on the nose. It hasn't happened in, since seventy three. Um and now like all these people, like his family are running out on the stage. <laughs> Drew Carey's just like, eh. He'd probably done like six episodes of Prices Right up until that point. That's probably why he wasn't uh, too excited. Um, and then my other note was this great North Carolina Asheville woman. Did you see this woman like run over this guy? No. So like this pregnant woman was in a Walmart and she came out to her car and there was a guy like going through her purse and like grabbed it and took off. So when she started yelling at him. And she, like, got in the car and, like, ran him down. And she's pretty much the hero of the week. Here you go. When the driver, Christine Broswell, came out to her car, she says she confronted the man before she claims he took off with her purse. I came back out here, and he was with my purse and took off. And I took off after him. Me and Ben five months pregnant. I chased a little ways and then come back, jumped in the car, throwed it in gear, and come across the curb and ran him over. I was not letting him, let him get away with it. It's not right. It's not fair. The man, helped to the curb by two men who confronted him earlier, sat writhing while paramedics tended to him, eventually taking him to the hospital. So this guy, there's a video of it. You guys should watch. There's a video of someone filmed in the parking lot of her taking her SUV and ramming this guy into a tree. It was pretty awesome. All right. Um, and then my last little quick thing is that The Bachelor in Paradise, the girl and her boyfriend did uh, um, their investigation. 
Uh-huh. And uh, they're, oh, yeah, that's right. they're satisfied with uh, the results. Shocking. All right. So uh, I guess that's my notes. Uh, did you want to talk about the quick challenge finale? The I don't. Chance versus me, pros. So well, I figured we talked about it. We might as well just quickly just talk about the ending and how okay. it was like just like no one cared about anything. Right. It was like such a waste. Um, what it, they, it I mean, really was. I, I really liked the challenge itself um, in terms of what they had to do because that was really hard, I thought. They had to relay kind of like um, you do with the, the game telephone where you like go around to person to person and give the message and see what the message like comes out at the end. Um, except for they were doing sort of ch- charades. Um, but the pros did not win. The champs ended up winning. Um, but no one really seemed to care. Well, I was going to say, I broke this down into three categories. Uh, the people who cared too much, the people who cared too little, and the people who cared just right. And I feel like the people who cared too much were like Car, Car Maria, Smashley, who <laughs> cried hysterically and walked off. Well, Smashley, yeah, Smashley is a great challenge person because she's she loves what she's doing now she's all in on this right uh bananas cared too much as usual and lolo jones cared too much i did like the moment where the other girl said that she would give some of her winnings to uh or split the winnings with their charities yeah when lolo jones ended up winning also how bad was it when that one girl was throw if you're gonna throw up don't throw up on the stuff you have to eat Oh, All you do is turn your body and throw it off to the side. Don't throw on your plate. That, uh, that didn't people be. who cared too little were the girl who quit last week or two weeks ago and uh, CT. Yeah, oh, CT couldn't care less. He's like, go ahead, you can just win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of you at West can do it. It's fine. Yeah, no problem. So, um, anyway, yeah, it was stupid. It was a stupid season. I hope it doesn't count. Um, and they start doing champs, and they be like, then you know they'll have like Carmen Maria has two wins. Like that wasn't a real win; that was just a dumb. This was like, like this was also a big commercial for the new challenge because they really want to. They got more people involved to come look, and right at the beginning of each episode, the hour before, they would play like clip shows. Um an hour of clip shows of different countdowns that the Miz was involved in. Um, so it's all leading up to this 30 or the challenge 30, which is uh, coming up July 18th. Uh, Sweet. Summer show. So the NBA uh, free agent see, uh, oh, st- started with a bang. A lot of stuff going on. Everyone was like meeting with people at midnight which is such bullshit. You know they had conversations. <laughs> You're not supposed to have conversations before the uh, deadline. So people are like, all right, we're going to meet with you at midnight. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, they probably use burner phones. That's all I have to say. Uh, I don't think that's, I don't think it's heavy, heavily regulated. I don't think they care. Yeah. And you know what? They shouldn't because the off season is way more interesting than the regular season anyway. So this is like, the fact that you become uh, more exciting in your off season is a good sign for your league, I think. 
Yeah. So here are the few stories, I guess. Utah's freaking out that Gordon Hayward's going to leave, so they trade for Ricky Rubio. Uh, what do you think of that move? I like the move. I mean, Me too, I like Rubio. Um, and then they immediately go out and get Jeff uh, Teague, which I like that too. I think Minnesota. What, he's a he's a Wake Forest guy, Jeff Teague. Jeff, yep, Wake Forest guy. Oh, that's why you like it. They paid him uh, a decent amount of money to go to uh, Minnesota, and Minnesota's got a pretty good squad. Yes, t- they do. I tell you one thing that's come out of all these trades and free agent signings is that the East is just getting depleted. I made a bet with a friend of mine that the Sixers were going to make the playoffs for 50 bucks, and I'm pretty happy about that bet right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, Although the they West just, right now, what, what do you do? So you're a big Suns fan. Like, what do you do? You're the Suns. Why, like, why would you even try to compete right now? You know? Well, they that's what they're not. Yeah. They brought in uh, uh, Millsap, but he's too old for them. They're going young. And they still have, like, a lot of cap money. Um, I don't really want to talk about the Suns because they're not doing anything. Well, they never do, and they're irrelevant in the, in the world, so they, we should never even have to talk about well, them. Well, they, they, they'll be relevant at some point, for sure. Um, so, uh, I'm going to read this. So, Golden State, the Clip, well, Golden State, Clippers, Utah, Spurs, Rockets, Thunder, Minnesota. Do any of those teams not make the playoffs? Maybe the Clippers, I guess? No, the Clippers aren't making the playoffs. So they're not, you're saying? No. Okay. Well, they'll be a borderline, okay? Yeah, I don't think they, you know. Anyway, and then you've got, like, Portland, Memphis, Denver, Dallas, New Orleans. You know, like, that's 12 teams for eight spots that would all easily be in the top. Well, say, they, they'd be fighting for the top half of the East. I mean, those are some good teams. Yeah. The East is going to have such bad teams in the uh, in the playoffs. It's not even going to be. It's going to be awful. Um, let's just talk about the uh, the Warriors real quick. So they offer Curry. Well, they didn't offer him. They gave him two hundred million dollars. It's like the highest paid player ever, or something. Yeah, he's making forty million a year. Um, and then they just signed or re-signed. Um, Iguodala, right? They did resign. They yeah, did. yeah, they gave him three years. Um, so we're under the impression that Clay Thompson's leaving, right? That's next year after next year. I don't know. Uh, can is they that, they, is they that can't the consensus. I mean, they can't keep all these. They got to pay Durant, or is he just going to do one yeah. year deals? He's just going to keep doing one year deals, I guess. But I mean, Clay Thompson. I mean, they just. And the, and the Draymond Green. I mean, they can't keep all of them. This is not no, not when you're going to give a guy $40 million. Yeah. So I have a feeling Clay Thompson's going to go somewhere. And I wouldn't be surprised. I haven't heard this. But I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to the Lakers. Right. Right. His dad. Um, well, that's what I think. Is we'll, we'll get in the Lakers in a minute. I, I, I got some thoughts on them. Um, so what would be... What were the... the there's two huge trades. Is there any other ones that you want to talk about? I mean, Blake getting 170 million for five years. Yeah, would you've done that? No. To the Clippers. I mean, I, I guess they kind of had to. Yeah. Because 
Lob City or whatever you want to call it was their signature thing and they're trying to keep fans interested and they lost their biggest name player and they kind of had to keep Blake, I think. But, I mean, for five years, I mean, that's just a lot. Yeah, for a guy, he can't even start playing until mid-season next year. Yeah. I mean, they blew it. The Clippers blew it. They 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 were so close. They just did some really dumb things. And I love all the stuff coming out about Austin Rivers. Oh, that whole, that was, I can't believe that. So what was the trade, the potential trade? It was, uh, was, uh, it was Carmelo Anthony. Um, it was basically Carmelo for Austin Rivers and I think it was Jamal Crawford or yeah, something. Yeah, Crawford. Like, you would do that. I mean, come on. You got to do that in a second. Of course. And then that's why they're saying that CP3, Chris Paul, like, left because he was just, like, they're making just horrible decisions. Yeah, well, there was the argument that, you know, whether or not, like, why, you know, because then Austin Rivers said that's all bullshit. And it's like, well, you shouldn't even know. Like, if your dad's telling you what potential trades are happening... Uh, and you play for the team, it's a problem. Um, yeah. I, I, well, what I had heard, I guess what really ha- what happened is Chris Paul wanted the fifth year and he didn't want to give it to him. And he finally was like, all right, then I'm done with you. Like, they were going to, they were going to give it to him. They hired, they, they told him, hey, you're going to have your fifth year. He's like, cool, I'm going to resign. Then they hired Jerry West. Jerry West said, I'm not giving you a fifth year. And he's like, all right, F you guys, I'm out of here. Okay. That's how I heard it went down. Yeah. From my huge sources of rehashing what I heard online. All right. Um, <laughs> and then uh, the big trade with Paul George, which they gave up, what, Olin Depot and uh, Sabonis? Yes. So a lot of people are saying that's highway robbery. And I kind of disagree. It's that's my that's my hot take. On which way? Well, everyone thinks that, that Oklahoma City totally ripped them off. Um, but I don't know. I kind of I like uh, Oladipo. He's overpaid, but I like him. And I think Sabonis looks really good. Like he's a he's a rookie last year. Um, I don't know. Like I can see why the Pacers would make that move, and I'd see why they make that move over the Kevin Love. Which everyone's like, why wouldn't you rather have Kevin Love? It's like, well, we're not winning anything. Why not get younger? Yeah. And the problem I have with it is that you're giving up two decent players that were on your team last year for a guy that may not even be on your team in a year. Right. Of course. That's the other thing. So. I mean, I guess you have to. I don't know. If, and I, now I hear that Westbrook's not going to sign his deal to right. see Right. Well, that's what I was going to get into with the Lakers stuff. But wait. I'd still make that trade a hundred times over if I'm Oklahoma City, though. Oh yeah. I mean, I still think that they got the better end, obviously. But if you know Paul George is leaving, and everyone's like, "Well, why couldn't someone give him a better package than that?" I'm um, I'm sure that it wasn't great the other packages they were seeing. And I think you're right. So Westbrook's now not going to resign. Everything seems to be pointing towards. Paul George and Westbrook playing together for one year in Oklahoma City and then going to L.A. together. Am I right? I mean, it's... I mean, I hate to argue it, but it looks like it. What, what just crashed in the back there? There's fireworks going off. Oh. 
Um, so, there's those fireworks going on all, it all sounded night. It like a cartoon, like, jumping off the ledge, you know, like in a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Um, oh, they're doing, Oklahoma City's doing the same thing that uh, Utah did, trying to make sh- their star happy that they're bringing in other people to play with them. And not just getting rid of people, so they get Paul George in the hopes that they're going to both resign and then bring another piece in. But I like it. If they get one more piece, I really like Oklahoma City. I think that's a team. I'd love to see. I mean, they're smart. If you go all in now and, and somehow get that close, and I don't see everybody leaving. You know, say you make it to the Western Finals. You know, you want to run it back. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it's worth worth going for it. I'm, I'm kind of excited. I'd love to see like Oklahoma City beat Golden State with Durant, which is with the I don't know. <laughs> and, then, um, and then there was another big deal today: Lowry re-signed with Toronto for three years, a hundred million. That's that's a lot of money for him. The big deal there is that Toronto remains in like the four spot for the next three years in the East. Um. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and then uh, Westbrook won MVP. I mean, yeah. this thing was so like late. Like no one even gave a shit. No, they, yeah, they, they have to rectify that whole situation. Like yeah. you just can't do that. Yeah, that was really. Stupid. Um, I want to go back to the Chris Paul trade. What did you think of the Chris Paul trade? Um, it's going to be an interesting dynamic in Houston. Yeah, do you think Houston knows what they're doing, or do you think they're like... Fun, I'm very confused what they're doing, because, you know, D'Antoni gets to Houston, he's like, all right, you're going to be running the point to Harden, and it totally worked. Harden blew right. up, like, was had the best season of his career, and all this stuff, and now they're bringing in... Chris Paul and what are the, is is uh, Harden going to go back to two or I don't understand. I guess I mean it's not like you can it's not like Chris Paul is a different position on the floor. Yeah, it's gonna. I don't know. I don't uh, get it. I think it's a mess. I really do. Well, now they're talking to Carmelo's trying to go there. Great. So there's there's three people who need the ball all the time. Um, I don't. Um, I also don't think any like that those guys working. D'Antoni system. Let's like D'Antoni had a good year, but let's let's just remember that he was for the most part uh, a pretty terrible coach outside of that that one little stretch with the Suns. Terrible defensive coach. He's not a good coach. He's got a system, and if he doesn't have the players, he's not. It's not like he adjusts. You know, like I I, I wouldn't. I, he's not. He let's say we're cooking a meal. And you know you need a you need a chef, and you're like, if I throw a, a good chef like five different ingredients, he finds a way to make them blend. Like you give like five different ingredients to D'Antoni, he's just going to serve them to you as those five. You know what I mean? He doesn't he doesn't blend it well. He did you uh, something. did you come up with that analogy on your own, or did I, you... I just did. <laughs> did you think of that last night? And no. yeah, it's pretty good. No, see, maybe it's like Gore Gore to to people. Maybe more interesting that way. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, he yeah. did win Coach of the Year, so we can't take away that. 
but uh, but if you, yeah, but you know what I'm saying, right? You don't. Yeah. You're, you you he was the coach of your favorite team for years and couldn't get over the hump, and I think a lot of it was him just not being able to adjust. All right. Um, you know, when we were talking about notes, did you see that DJ Khaled video yet? No, the one. No, no I haven't. No one has seen this. It's like the worst concert you've ever seen in your life. Okay. He just he he just keeps playing other people's music for like twenty seconds and then turning it off. And he got booed off stage in Vegas. And he's people are booing him. And he goes, "No, no, Vegas." He goes, "He goes, you know, they're they're trying to shut us down, but but we're good because this is California, right?" And he starts playing California Love, and everyone's like, "No, yes, this is Nevada." Um, it, it's it's a it's a melting it's somebody melting down right before your eyes. It's amazing. <laughs> you have to watch it. Um, right, and then I saw it. this article. Is like he totally redeems himself from BET awards. And I watched that clip because for some reason I'm just caught up in this thing. And it's I mean it's equally as horrible. At least he plays a full song, but he doesn't sing in any of the songs. Right. He, just he yells, brings we out the best. We the best music. And then, and then he brings somebody everybody else does stuff. And then he brings out guests. Right. So anyway, I'm sorry. I meant that was on the top of my notes. And I, uh, now you're only going to get partial of the insight on that. Um, but yeah, so NBA season, I mean, if, if I think of Oklahoma, I think that the big story is if Oklahoma City doesn't really, you know, make a run, then you see Westbrook and Paul George going to L.A., right? Is that what our consensus is? And is, that, is LeBron going there, too? I don't know. Who knows? We'll I see. guess you can see how it, how it all shapes up. He's going to go to whoever, whatever's lined up for him to go into, which just if LeBron, boils my... That just makes me so mad. If LeBron goes to uh, the Lakers, then there's no reason to watch the uh, Eastern Conference yeah, no, you're right. You only need to watch two teams if that winds up being that whole one. God, can you imagine? Um, anyway, but it's stupid. You know, that's the other thing that's stupid about the NBA is now everybody, these super teams, it's, that's your only way of winning, so everybody has to do it. Well, that's what that's what got created in Golden State, so people are trying to win, beat them. Yeah. It's, it's stupid. Yeah. 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 Anyway, all right, so... Anything else on the movies? Yeah, anything else to NBA? Nothing? No. I mean, I could just I could talk about that for days. Yeah. But uh, all right. Well, uh, I think we both saw Baby Driver, which is uh, I think you're right. the new Edgar Wright movie with uh, yeah. Kevin Spacey, Jamie Foxx, Ansel, Ansel Eggert. What is, I don't even know how to say yeah. his name. Um, so uh, what did you think? Um, I thought was excellent. I think it might be the best movie of the year so far. Um, that being said, I have some problems with it, as usual. Well, I was going to say that same thing. I thought it was really good. But uh, I got a lot of problems. No, I, I got okay. some problems. So, um, I think you're going to agree with me on this. Let me say, this is this is what I walked out saying. They probably spent like two years coming up with the first 20 minutes of that movie. Yeah, I was like, going to talk about it's it. So, I'm talking about, like, just the first scene, the car the, the car chase, going right into, like, the music of him going to get the coffee and the credits and all that, you know, like, 
Yeah, that and, and the opening and, opening tracking shot. Yeah, it's and it's all choreographed to every lyric of the song, and it's like amazing. And I bet you, like, when they were writing this movie, when he's coming up with it, he's like, "I want this scene," and he spent probably two years coming up with it. And then they start working on it, and been like, "Oh shit, we haven't figured out how to end this movie." Well, so here, let's just do that real fast. Yeah. So just uh, just a note for that. Our uh, the stunt coordinator on our movie, he worked on that, and he was set, he was just telling me about how when they received their script, it was like a digital script that had a little like kind of button or play button next to the scenes that had the music, and then okay. while you're reading the script, you press play, and the song. From from the script itself, from the PDF, the script plays the song while you're reading. Oh wow, that's awesome! And so I guess they they nailed down their their music before they even filmed anything. Huh? Yeah, he said that Edgar writes like a huge audiophile and know has knows like every song and basically wrote knew what songs he was gonna he was gonna use and didn't was like, no, I'm using these songs and I don't care how much money we have to pay for it. We're getting these songs because this is what I wrote the movie to. Wow. That's, uh, that makes sense, you know? Yeah. It's, because, yeah, the choreographed music scenes are just they're so good. The whole movie was basically choreographed. Um, That's true. To, like, like the laundromat scene and all that stuff. But, uh, all right, so what were your... How do you want to do this? So, I guess my... I thought all the acting was great. And the uh, all the... Obviously, the stunts and everything were amazing. Um, but what were your... Some of your issues with it? Well, again, the ending. I just felt like they didn't know how to end that movie. And so, they do that thing where they end it, like, three times. And, like, none of them are satisfactory. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like, I don't want to give away the ending. Right. We're going to try to do, there's going to be some spoilers, but not an overall spoiler. We're trying to keep it as spoiler-free as possible. Um, right. So, I'll tell you, the thing that I liked, I really enjoyed the Kevin Spacey and the baby relationship. And, uh, like, kind of how they, the arc of that to, at the end. Oh, see, I, that drove me nuts, the end. With that, um, I felt like that, that was, God, how do you do this with us? That totally, his ending was so out of character and came out of nowhere that, um, it was just so, I don't know. Well, it wasn't really out of character because you never saw him, Kevin Spacey, like, like anywhere other than that room. Um. True, but he was also a hard ass the entire time. Yeah. Um, he was very direct and very by the book with everybody about everything. And then let's just say he goes off script by at the end. And I just, in a million years, would never see him doing that. When he was, um, when he was like, I was in love once. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'm with you on the acting, though. I thought that the Ansel Egger kids was awesome. Talk about out of character. Jamie Foxx. I mean, I hated, this is going to be a spoiler. So if you want to, if you want to fast forward uh, fifteen seconds, I hated that he uh, didn't kill the the cripple guy. 
He was like killing innocent people that whole movie with no regard to anything. And then he basically finds out, he thinks that Baby is like a, a narc, goes to his house, tears apart his house, and leaves the guy alive. Oh, true. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't like that part. I like, yeah, I'm with you. Um, but, like, like I said, I, I, I mean, we, I don't want to totally pick the movie apart. Yeah. Uh, there, but there's a couple things like that. And then, but mostly for me, it was just the ending. I was just so disappointed. Uh, but everything up to that, like, I, I don't know. I thought it was awesome. It's like that first, do you have a favorite chase scene? I thought the first chase was the best. With yeah, the red that, car. yeah, that first chase scene was great. It was just awesome. And I kind of like the whole uh, ending shootout um, where John Hamm, like, escaped death a hundred times. Right, um, okay. I enjoyed that. Um, and I liked, you know, how that whole ended. thought it was pretty good. Except for, she, like, got thrown into this world really quick which is very comfortable with her yeah it was was, she picked it up pretty fast yeah she was totally fine with everything that was going on which is one of those things that I had problem with was that diner scene where they were just driving and then Jamie Foxx was like hey let's go over here and I know like it was the point of it was to get the girlfriend to see that baby was working with these bad guys and wasn't kind of like who he said he was um, but I thought, you know, maybe they could have made it a little bit more organic. Like if they showed up at one of his dates, cause they thought that he was not being ready for a job or something rather than them just go, there was no points of the, di- they just show up and order a couple of cooks and then leave. Like it, there was no point to, and then Jamie Foxx is about to kill his girlfriend. Right. I was just like, eh, I don't know about this. Um, yeah. I mean, and you were really hoping for like a nice Tarantino-esque dialogue scene right there with, you know, all the bad guys and you didn't really get, you know. Yeah, that's um, true. I get you there. You know what it is. Um, but again, yeah, we're pro- like, I don't want to focus on what didn't work because so much worked. No. Um, the not 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 very strong female presence in this movie. Uh, no, I was talking to our friend, our friend's wife, who's a feminist, and I, I don't think she'll mind me saying. And I uh, I was like, she's like, how was it? And I'm like, it's awesome. You'll love it. Except that there's no women characters really in it. And so of course she that's what she walked out saying. And then she sent me a text saying it was everything. That movie was everything. Yeah, I, I don't know what that means. I saw that on uh, Facebook that she wrote this yeah. is everything. Well, she didn't write that. Her friend wrote that, and then she texted that to me. And I'm like, you guys both can't think something is everything. I'm sorry, those aren't, those aren't independent thoughts. So one anyway. of the, one of the it had one of the two my two one of my two pet peeves in movies okay. in it. Where some, you only have two pet peeves in movies. Well, one of, okay, one of the top, my top two pet peeves. Number one, I don't like when people are just sitting in the dark waiting for someone to get home, and then they turn on the light, and then they're sitting there. 
I mean, how long has this person been sitting there in the dark waiting for this guy to get home? It's a weird thing, though, okay? I don't like that. I understand it's like uh, a creepy thing, like this guy got into her house or someone got into the house and was waiting for him and they're going to kill him or something, but I just don't like that that move. And my, my right. second thing is, uh, which is... Well, which will be one of my uh, talking points on the car chases, is when spies are sitting on benches and they're not looking at each other, but they're talking, and it's so obviously that they're talking to each other, but they're like <laughs> they're looking not looking at each other, but they're looking forward, and they're like right. handing things off um, to each other like secretly on the bench. I don't like that. <laughs> but uh, so that happened in uh, the scene where. For some reason, Kevin Spacey's contact has a guns. Um, well, I don't know why he didn't go get the guns. He sends all four of the people. It was so predictable what was going to happen. He sends, like, all the people to go to these guns. And then they come back and Kevin Spacey's sitting in the dark. And he's like, they didn't give me the code word. I was just like, oh, my God. But... It was a really, really well done movie. I mean, <laughs> other than that. Uh, okay. But I love the laundromat scene, too. The way they had all the colorful clothes in the dryers. Yep. Um, all the date stuff were, you know, was really good. Um, but yeah, I thought it was pretty entertaining. My sister texted me like three days ago and said she had saw it and said it was awful. Really? And she hated it. And I, I texted her back the Rotten Tomatoes uh, number because it's ninety seven percent. I'm like, well, I guess you're in the three percent. Yeah, she's in the three. What didn't she like that she said she didn't like about it? I haven't had a time. I haven't had a chance to talk to her. I, that's because that's that's surprising. Like that was a movie that had, I, I feel like has a little something for everybody. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I do like the part. Um, without ruining anything where Jamie Foxx when he's like in the car with Jamie Foxx and at the end I guess the ending of Jamie Foxx that was awesome yeah um, but I thought uh, Jamie Foxx was a really good uh, bad guy yeah a really good bad guy yep, he, was he was playing his uh, his character from Horrible Bosses but uh a little more hardcore than I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you didn't like the the arc of uh, Kevin Spacey, huh? No. I like that little twist at the end. Uh, it just, it just kind of came out of nowhere. It wasn't an arc. It was like, he's one way and then all of a sudden he's completely different way. It's not an arc. All right. It's just me. But it, what this did do, though, is it, uh, as you just said, Renee, when, when we got on the phone, I uh, said, sorry it took me so long to call in for the pod. I was just researching car car chases. And you said, if you're researching car chases, that's a pretty good day. Yeah. There's a lot of good ones. What were so your, uh... what, what are some of your favorites? I, I was, it was funny because I, like, I have one or two that are always in my mind is the best car chase scenes. Um, but then looking back, I was like, no, you know what? That was awesome. Yeah, there's so many, and they all have different elements that are good. Um, 
But I think the few that I think are the best were Born Supremacy. Okay, let's start there. Do you think that the Born Supremacy one is the best? Now, that's the second movie? That's when he was in the cab and, like, yeah, it was yeah. the second movie. The best one of the okay. series. He's in oh, the cab. Second. He's in. I think the, okay, keep going, keep going. He's in the cab and, like, that's the first time you got the close-up shots of... It was very, like, handheld, close-up on him shifting his feet, you know, just erratic stuff, and him chasing the bad guy. Or was the bad guy chasing him? I think the bad guy was chasing him. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. And the whole tunnel scene, I thought it was awesome. See, I like the one in the Born um, Supremacy, or Born Identity, the first one, um, with the little mini coupe, or whatever it was. Yeah, the European car, whatever. Yeah, it was like super long that scene. Yeah, and it was like a tiny car, and it was just he was what he was doing with this like unpowerful car. That was awesome. But respect on all of them. The, the, those movies are, are. I didn't see the last one, but the first three were so good. Oh, you don't need to see the last one. That's what everyone says. But there's a good chase scene in like Vegas, and that isn't there. Yeah, but there's no reason for them to be in Vegas. It's so stupid. <laughs> Like it was only um, it was only there for the chase scene. Like there's no reason for them to go to Vegas. Um, all right, so that was one of my favorites. You haven't seen the Raid Two, or have you? The Raid, the Raid two, two Raid Two is arguably one of the best action movies of all time. It has one of this uh, it has this great chase scene where they're behind the scenes. You can watch it on YouTube, where these guys like basically dress up as the seats in the car so they're able to basically like jump from car to car and put the camera through the window and out the window and there's all these people dressed up and hidden and they're just handing the camera off to each other and it's pretty amazing it's a pretty amazing okay. scene um terminator 2 yeah that seems to be a real popular one i mean it's iconic you know, yeah, and it's coming. It's coming out in 3D in August. I can't wait. I'm gonna see that. 3D, really? 4K. He redid all the special effects or visual effects. Um, you know, one I forgot about that I think might even be my favorite um, was from the Matrix Reload, Reloaded, the second Matrix movie. Yeah, you know, when I was looking up this, uh, you know, all these car chases, I didn't put the matrix on there only because there's a lot of visual effects yeah like because they're they, jumping from they, car to car right but they built like a mile and a half of their own like freeway to shoot that yeah it was pretty awesome um, um, I totally forgot about it. there's like three different chases happening in the same chase um for comedy purposes I like the Blues Brothers one where they're driving through the mall sure um, I thought the the last Die Hard movie. Um, I'm putting that chase scene up against the top chase scenes. I think I don't they, even know what chase scene from the last Die it, Hard. Oh, the last Die Hard. The it was okay. it really was a bad ending. It had, the second half of the movie, they ran out of money from the chase scene in the beginning. Um, but they destroyed so many cars in that opening scene. It was the, they had like a tank. Um, there's all sorts of crazy shit going on in that for Die Hard, that for that last Die Hard movie. 
Interesting. I would never put that up on, on any of my lists. Um, Google it. Two chase, yeah, that's and a really popular one too. Then Cuba, where they're going down the hill, they destroyed so much shit in that movie. That's what makes it good. The practical destroying of shit is what makes a good car <laughs> chase. Like where it's it's got visual effects to enhance the cra- the you know all the stuff, but they really do smash all the stuff. Like the uh, you know the Fast and the Furious um, Part Five with the uh, with the safe. Safe? Uh, so that was going to be my next question. Which is your favorite Fast and the Furious chase? That that one for sure. For sure? Yeah. Okay, see, I like, I, I take six with the tank. Oh, the tank is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was, but those would be my top two of best. Listen, if you're going to ask anyone in their advice or thoughts on Fast and Furious movies, I take a strong backseat to you, my friend. I understand that. <laughs> But I, I like the tank one a little bit better than I like to see. But I like them, you know, they're awesome. I love that, uh, you know, when you talk to people about uh, Fast and the Furious, they always go, I can't believe they've made, like, eight of those. And I'm just like, uh, I hope they make four or five more. <laughs> <laughs> Keep destroying stuff. I'm okay with it. Um, Ghost Protocol. The ghost scene, protocol, the, the scene, car chase and ghost yeah, protocol. I don't remember. Remember the whole car chase through the uh, windstorm or the yeah, storm? yeah, right, right, okay. That right had, off of him coming off the building. Yeah, that was insane. Um, all I know is, uh, yeah, they were, it had like a GPS tracker on it, and that's the only thing you could see because there was like nothing you could see, and he just dropped the car like off the the ramp and onto the, yeah, that was great. That was good. Um, my all time favorite that I like when, when I think of car chases, uh, was Ronin. You know, that's, that's what, when I said one of my biggest pet peeves in movies, I, that's when I was going through Ronin and I'm like, I really liked Ronin a lot for the chases. Everything else sucked. Yeah. Everything else was not good, but the chases in that movie are so good. Yeah, the camera was so low to the ground. They did a really good. Uh, I mean, and, that, and that's yeah. like those are long chases too. Yeah, that was the whole movie of five people pretending they weren't, they didn't know each other, but they really were. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, like, they're, they're, all I know is I remember a scene in that movie where. Robert De Niro's trying to set an explosive in, like, a flower pot, and he, like, walks up to it, and he's, like, touching it with his hands, like he's, like, looking at a bush, and then he just, like, has a rolled-up newspaper, and he basically, like, looks at the bush and slides the 
bomb out of the newspaper into the plant and then walks away like he was just looking at the bush. I'm sorry, if I saw that, some guy just petting a bush, I would think that he was up to something. <laughs> um, I, I don't really have any more specific scenes uh, as much as movies. Do you have any other scenes you wanted to like release? Uh, no. Um, I know that there was this Japanese movie that was called Initial D, mm-hmm. which basically they stole Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift stole the... Uh, Oh, we season? saw that, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, we saw that at, like, the LA Film Festival or something. Yeah, that was pretty... He was, like, a uh, a tofu delivery driver. And basically, he's driving and gets... He's driving on this road, and all of a sudden, he's in the middle of a chase and, like, beats all of them. And he ends up, like, becoming uh, a driver for these bad guys. But... Uh, what about... What's the... You, what's the best classic? Like you know, when, when I was going through my list, everyone has the same number one. Bullet. Or, yeah. I think Bullet was really good in terms of being in San Francisco and just the location. You know, the, uh, the hills and all that stuff. But there are a lot of good chase scenes. Because uh, yeah, I go. I like French Connections. One I always go back to. Yeah, and there's some Dirty Harry chase scenes of the bus and all this stuff that are really good. I mean, they're just, those are classic stuff, you know? Right. Um, That's when you didn't have visual effects. Yeah. Which is better, right? Yeah. Um, And that's me getting into like... Well, I think that's what made the Fast and the Furious uh, series so popular at the beginning because they were actually doing most of the stuff practically. I mean, obviously, in these last ones, they're enhancing the visual effects a little bit more. But uh, that's what made it popular, because they were really smashing all these cars and throwing cars out out of planes and stuff like this. So, I don't know. Yeah. And then you got your, like, Smokey and the Bandits and your Cannonball Runs. Yeah, I love all that stuff. Which Um, which they're they're redoing a Cannonball Run, I just heard. Okay. I don't know what they're going to do with that, but okay. Um, um, what else do you have on the list? I, I mean, I, the rest I just have a car movie. Oh, you know what? The, the one other chase that I remember that sticks out to me is in Death Proof. Yeah, that was great. The whole movie was a when, chase. When the, yeah, but the, yeah, but when the girl, I mean, it's that's the most stressed out I've ever been watching a car chase. <laughs> you know? Yeah. She's riding the whole thing on the front, on the front hood. Um, yeah. That was insane. Um, I don't know. I, other than that, I just I just have like car movies. And I was uh, gone in sixty seconds. We haven't, huh? Gone in sixty seconds. I don't like that movie. <laughs> I get it though. I get that. I mean, you can't do this without talking about that for the Italian job. But those are just not my movies. Or the Transporter. Yeah, I was never into the Transporter movies either. I like the transporter movies. There's this one chase scene that I don't even know how they did, where they basically sentences ha- like "you like the transporter movies" don't even need to be said. I think oh, yeah. anyone that would be listening would know that. There's this chase scene that ends with like <laughs> a car carrier, like driving under a bridge, and basically them flooring a car off the bridge and onto the top of the carrier. 
I don't know, I don't know how they did that, but it was pretty impressive. Um, well, some of my favorite car movies that we didn't talk about, uh, Rush. I really liked Rush. Yeah, Rush was good. I was so surprised how good Rush was. Um, Mad Max. I like the last one the best, even though I know the other ones had more of a chase than this one. But the whole movie is them driving. Like, I, I don't want to steal your joke. What was the Mad, Mad Max movie about? The mobile. <laughs> it's about going in a straight line, turning around, and going back. <laughs> the whole movie. It's awesome. And three things happen, but it's awesome. Um, you know a movie that I didn't see on any list about car movies that I used to love as a kid was Maximum Overdrive. I wasn't really into Maximum Overdrive. Really? Oh, it was like the first like, Stephen King movie I could watch. Okay. Because it didn't totally scare me, so... Um, what was the premise uh, of that? That aliens uh, are... Like, the cars are like alive. And there's like Emilio Estevez was like stuck somewhere and they were like trying to kill him with all the cars. <laughs> I think it was, it wasn't even cars. It was like all like. It was I, like trucks. Didn't a, uh, like a vending machine get possessed in that too? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> and it was started firing out like, uh, cans of Coke. Yeah, I think you're right. This, this discussion couldn't go any better. You're right. I think you're exactly right. <laughs> I think it was all things electronic. Like, there was aliens yeah. in the electric. Um, and then, like, uh, let me see. Someone's, like, we were saying that are movies that you have to talk about. Um, Speed. Love Speed. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, movie's a whole, jump. that movie's a whole chase. <laughs> yeah. But it's not even like a chase. It's just a bus driving. Yeah. Um, the Italian Job. I've never been a fan of those. Of that movie. The Mini Coopers. Yep. Um, Death Race. Where do you put the movie Drive? Well, okay. So we're gonna get into this. this is, so to me, Baby Driver was everything I wanted Drive to be. Does that make sense? Yes. Like I wanted Drive to be Baby Driver. Like like a little like cooler than than Baby Driver, but like. I just wanted him to be like so like I don't know. I like Drive. It's fine. I like the I love the music. Um, but I like the shots and the editing. Editing. Uh, yeah, it's not. a great looking movie. I didn't like the movie. I felt like um, it, I felt like it was written by uh, fifth year old or uh, fifth grades <laughs> fifth grade people. Um, kids. Yeah, kids. I'm just gonna say Those kids. Um, uh, it was such an amateur script. And now we're seeing that that guy who directed it is just a terrible director. Yeah, what, okay, so after that, he did what else? That God Only Knows or whatever with Ryan Gosling where he... Make, it's just the, one of the worst movies I've ever... God Only Knows, I don't even know what that is, okay. It was with Ryan Gosling and I think Kim Basinger's in it and he, like, he slices her stomach and grabs, puts his hand in her and it was terrible. And then, All right. Didn't he make that um, that movie that just came out um, with Ellie Fanning, Ellie Fanning, where they're like beauty pageant people and they're like eating, they're like eating people. Oh, I don't know. 
It's really bad. Whatever it is. He's making terrible movies. Okay. Um, he's not a very good director. Visually, he looks good. But, uh... Well, I'm looking at his IMDb project, and he's got seven things in development right now. So what what was the right. name of the uh, Ellie Fanning one? Is that the Neon Demon? Yeah, Neon Demon. Um, the budget on that was $7 million and it made one point three. Yeah, it was terrible. You're in that one point three. All I know is someone eats an eye in there, and it's pretty gross. Uh, okay. Basically, these beauty... To stay beautiful, you have to... You basically eat a beautiful person and you be stay beautiful. So they're just, they're eating blood and people's body parts and shit. It's terrible. It's oh, nice. That's gross. Um, uh, I was just thinking of some other movies that I liked that involved, that were big car movies. Lock. Did you like Lock? I did like Lock, but I wouldn't put that on any list. Right, I mean, it's not like a car chase movie. It's, a, it's about a guy driving in a car. <laughs> yeah, he's in the car the whole time. Um, but it's a good movie. Um, breakdown. Oh, I love. Forgot about Breakdown. I knew you like the Breakdown reference. That's with breakdown. Kurt Russell. Yeah, Breakdown was fantastic. And uh, I saw that movie a bunch of times when that came out. Like, that's where the car breaks down, and they get help. But like the people that what a clever name. What's that? What a clever name. Yeah. I think it was, was that Madeline Stowe too? I think so. Yeah, that sounds right. Let me look that up. Keep going. <laughs> and uh, who was the bad guy in that? She gets kidnapped. Um, it was... Uh, they stop by a gas station. It's the guy who played Lieutenant Markinson. And, um, so they stop at a uh, gas station. A few good men. And then... Um, J.T. Walsh. Oh, Kathleen... Quinny. Yeah, Quinlan. All I know is they stop at a gas station and then this trucker, like, kidnaps his wife. And he jumps in the car and, like, hunts him down. That was a great movie. I want to watch, I'm going to watch that again this week. <laughs> I'm going back! Um, that was a great Kurt Russell performance. Yeah. We should do with Kurt Russell Todd sometime. Oh, man, that would um, be great. I mean, some other, like, you know, Vega Nights, Days of Thunder. Days um, of Thunder, yep. Mm -hmm. What else? Um, Gran Torino. Vacation. Vacation's a car movie. Vacation is a car movie. That's, that's uh, up there. Ta Taxi Driver. Eh. Yeah, no. It's not really. I kind of felt bad putting that on the list. I mean, somewhere. if you put Taxi Driver on there, they got to put Collateral on there. Oh, interesting. There's not really a car chase in, in Collateral, is there? He's, he's driving. Is there one in uh, a taxi driver? No, no, there's not. No, no. I'm with you. I'm, I'm, on, your, I'm on your side. I just just, just started thinking. Dude, Any, break, anything breakdown, else you want to mention? Breakdown won an award. Oh. Blockbuster Entertainment Award, 1998. Favorite Supporting Actress, Kathleen Quinlan. There you go. Um... What any other movies that you want to talk about? Any other car? You've uh, pretty much touched on all of them that I have on my list. Uh, all right. Hey, you know it was a good car chase that, was, that came up on the list that I forgot about. Do you remember the one in Colors? No. 
go back and watch. It's like a good. You want to talk about a lot of stuff getting destroyed. It's like you, know, you remember the movie Colors, Robert yeah. Duvall, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Sean, Sean Penn. It's, it's a good underrated movie. Crips and Bloods. Yeah. Um, all so, right. Well, uh, all right. So we're gonna have the... to deep dive on YouTube to uh, look up some car chases. If anyone has any favorites that we're that we've left off, you want to bring them up. <laughs> Send to our our face yeah. our uh, Gmail. We don't even check anymore, so uh, I'm gonna look it up. Give us a reason. Mm. I this is how lazy I've become about checking our email. I don't want to change my Google account. So when I when I like come up on Google, I don't want to have to log out. So I just don't bother checking anymore. All right, I'm looking. Uh, I'm looking it up. See if there's any. Nope, we don't have any emails. <laughs> the last email we got was May eighth, and it says new sign-in form for Safari on Mac. Okay. All right. So we well, ha- we have no so one. Keep it coming, everyone. Yeah, we have um, no one emailing us. Armchair Network at gmail.com. And so I guess, uh, well, our last topic since the 4th of July, we just, we're trying to come up, going back to the old form of bringing up something we don't know anything about. Well, not that we know about anything, but like bringing up something random and just discussing it. And we came up with fireworks for the 4th of July. Are you a fireworks fan? Uh, I like some fireworks. Um, Jason Pierre Paul, uh, you just, uh, he doesn't really like fireworks. He lost no, some he, ping- he lost some fingers and kind of ruined it, ru- and his money ruined some of his career for hand- handling fireworks. Is that the most famous fireworks story ever? Uh, I guess. I mean, there was one time when the uh, the New York barge caught on fire. The fire. Oh barge. right. Okay. That was pretty awesome. They got video of that. Um. Now, when you were a kid, did you used to go watch fireworks? I did. Actually, in our neighborhood, our, like, couple streets down, one of the guys that lived there in this cul-de-sac worked for Gucci. Okay. And then he would have, like, this huge show in our neighborhood, like, for our neighbors, for his neighbors. Oh, that's cool. So he'd bring all the good shit, you know, all the... All the stuff that you would put on the barge. Um, he brought that out, put it in the middle of the uh, cul-de-sac, and fired it up in the air. That's cool. I remember we, we used to go to the Navasink River in Red Bank yeah. and watch the fireworks. And I, I don't think – I think I was probably like 21 before I realized that other places put fireworks out on did the same thing. Like it just never occurred to me that it happened other places. <laughs> Did you ever make the trip when you were in North Carolina to South Carolina to buy fireworks? Yeah. Well, I remember – okay, so this is kind of why I wanted to talk about it. I remember any time going into the South, like everybody would get so excited that you could buy fireworks, and I would jump on the bandwagon of being excited, but I never really cared. What was the name of that place, South of the Border? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it was called South of the Border. It's this place that's like right after the – um, border where you can just basically buy fireworks and eat Mexican food. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's never my thing. I just remember every, like, I thought it was cool that there was something you couldn't do in most places that you could do somewhere, but other than that, I never really, yeah. you know, 
I wouldn't have even known. Like, I was like, what what kind of fireworks do you like? And I couldn't tell you. Like, I remember sparklers. <laughs> you know, sparklers are the number one uh, firework or the number one thing for injuries, for burn injuries. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I was telling you a little bit about my mom getting uh, blown up yeah. by a fire. So when she was like 11 or 12... Her and my aunt, who was is five years older than her, went to this fair. And uh, my aunt was supposed to watch my sister, and she didn't watch her, let her play by herself. She was standing on line for a ride. Someone threw a cherry bomb into the middle of the... Uh, well, they, I mean, I guess they were firing fireworks off, but someone threw a cherry bomb in the middle of the people standing in the ride and blew up and on my mom's leg. And, like basically put a hole in her leg. So they rushed her to the hospital. They sewed it up. Um, she went home. It started to like get infected. So they, oh my went, God. they went back and they reopened up the wound and uh, they found that the guy who sewed it up left the cardboard from the, from the firework in her leg when he sewed it up. And uh, basically, like, she's got this dent in her leg from that. And I guess they sued the hospital and only got, I guess, got 750 bucks. Um, which now would be, you know, thousands, hundreds, you know, if someone did that. Um, but. Well, yeah. She appreciates your uh, airing out her hospital grievances. Well, I talked to her today, so I got the story. Before oh, I okay, good. I was, I was gonna say that's a lot of detail. I don't think my mother ever told me anything. That, well, maybe she has. I just stopped listening. But, well, when uh, I went to uh, when I was on vacation last week, my aunt told me the story because we were talking about fireworks and how kids hate fireworks. Um, and because I asked them what they were doing for Fourth of July, and he's like, "Well, my you know my kids hate fireworks because they're scary." Um, and then my aunt told the story cause I remembered it happening, but I didn't hear the full story. And then I just confirmed with my mom today and there you go. You have your story for the podcast. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, uh, I, I feel like after 40 years of watching fireworks, there's, there, I, I feel like I don't want I don't mean to be a curmudgeon, but I feel like there's nothing that's going to surprise me with them, you know? Also, yeah, I don't like go on like, all right, Fourth of July. I got to find a fireworks show. Well, you know, I, I like do. driving. You know, and I like... then I realize like, why do I need to see it so? But you know, like I have severe FOMO of not seeing fireworks. I, I don't know why. I like when you're driving like on a highway or something. And all of a sudden, you start seeing fireworks from like a, a game. Yeah, you're right. Like, that is like, a nice, that's a nice surprise. Like a ballpark game that's like shooting fireworks. Um, a ballpark game. How old am I? baseball game that's like having like a firework night and you're like oh there's some, there's some fireworks and then you just crash into the car in front of you because you're staring at the, star, the the fireworks um but it is a nice surprise when you're driving and you see some fireworks for some reason I think that's a good I think it's a good message maybe a good way to go out anything else with fireworks for you so uh this is gonna be a weird transition because we actually had to edit a uh Something I was talking about that may have or may not ruined the end of Baby Driver. 
Yeah, you're welcome, audience. He just flat out told the ending in the middle of a story that had nothing to do with anything. Well, all right. I'm just going to say that there might, may or not may not be a CGI thing at the end of the movie. That's okay. col- that's colorful. Great. All right. All right. Well, maybe next week we'll be face to face. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Uh, until then, uh, you know, what we should do next week. Um, I mean, we could do this off the air, but you know, NBA Tuesday is the, the more talk more talk NBA, NBA talk. Yeah, we'll do more NBA talk. Tuesday, the uh, hot dog eating contest. Ooh. Yeah, I got to take... That's one of our favorite traditions, is yeah. watching that. We're, like, two of the only people that watch that as well. That thing is amazing. I got to... I got to... Uh, now that you said that, I got to remember to tape that. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> if you do not watch the uh, hot dog eating contest, you have to. It's very entertaining. They, Everyone's got, like, great nicknames and, like... The announcing is the best when they announce all the people and they talk about their, I guess, their... Their championships. Their, yeah, their, their championships. championships the, yeah. Like you know, the potato salad eating champion. The sushi. The, the most pudding. Yeah, the most champion. sushi you can eat. Um, yeah, I definitely... It's on ESPN every 4th of July, sometimes around noon or something, or 9 a.m. Uh, so definitely... Uh, tape that cool but, all right uh, buddy all right well i guess we'll see each other uh, next week sounds good later mm-hmm.